The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the NFC South for the third straight year, but didn't do much to instill confidence in their postseason chances. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live post-game reaction episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JayYarko underscore Bucks, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers, our every livers. And for that, I want to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is by becoming a Locked On Bucks insider where you're going to get news the inside scoop and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message you can do so by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on bucks to sign up this episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet win or lose that's 150 bucks visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started on this episode we are going to do things a little bit differently we're not going to have the biggest moment we're not going to talk about the biggest takeaways we are going to give out game balls that's coming up in just a little bit but first let's talk about ultimately what transpired the tampa bay buccaneers have won the nfc south for the third straight season for the first time in franchise history and They have made the playoffs for the fourth straight year for just the second time in franchise history, but they did so by beating the Panthers nine to nothing. That doesn't exactly strike confidence into the hearts and minds of Bucks fans, I wouldn't think. Uh, And don't get me wrong, what they've accomplished this season with the salary cap issues, the dead money, and the injuries is beyond impressive. I even retweeted an old conversation I got into with Josh Larkey of the 33rd team. I brought up how poorly the Bucs were placed in their, uh, their tiered rankings way back in May. He brought up betting odds going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans likely being traded, told me to keep coping when I talked about how the Bucs were going to be better than people believed. I said it then on Twitter. I've said it numerous times on this show. I've said it numerous times at BucksNation.com that the Bucks were going to be better than a lot of people were giving them credit for or that believed they could be. They were, in fact, better than what those people were saying. They had their struggles throughout the year and certainly struggled offensively on Sunday. 
Baker started off pretty well, but then after he missed Evans on that deep ball that really should have been a touchdown if the ball was placed better, he underthrew it, allowed the DB to come in and break up the pass. If that pass was placed better, that's a walk-in touchdown for Mike Evans, and it also means that I'm hitting the two legs of the parlay that I missed on where I said Evans over 62.5 receiving yards and an anytime touchdown, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, after that, really, things for Baker Mayfield kind of went south. He was dealing with the injured ribs. Then, on a sack, he ends up getting his ankle kind of bent underneath him and rolled up, and he started dealing with that. He was noticeably limping to and from the sidelines. He was having problems getting, you know, getting the ball out and and really being able to plant and push off of that right foot, but. He also was dealing with a ton of pressure up the interior, which caused some of the Aaron throws. But overall, Baker Mayfield was pretty off uh, against the Panthers. The offensive line was bad, especially protecting the interior, as I as I just mentioned. And uh, you know, it, it created a lot of problems throughout the afternoon. Rashad White looked pretty decent. I saw somebody in the chat say that if he wasn't an unselfish player and had gone down inbounds a couple of times earlier in the year. He's a thousand yard back. I think he ended up like seven yards shy of, of rushing for a thousand yards. And honestly, they could have given him the ball a couple of times after the two minute warning to try to get him that thousand yards. Instead, they do the smart thing. They take the knee and they move on to win the NFC South. But Mike Evans caught the targets that were actually catchable. Chris Godwin was good. Kate Otten was good, but they still couldn't find the end zone. Now, credit where credit is due. I also saw this mentioned in the chat. The Panthers' pass defense was good all year, and it got overlooked because of how bad the team is. And a lot of people wanted to attribute it, attribute it to the fact that Teams would get up on them early, wouldn't throw the ball very much. They were running the ball a lot, so their their pass defense stats looked better than what they actually were. That's not the case. Their pass rush is good. Their coverage is good, and they gave the Buccaneers fits all day on Sunday. But is anyone confident in the Bucs' ability to win a playoff game playing the way that they did the last two weeks? I'm curious. Go ahead and, and drop... You know, on a scale of one to 10, how confident you are in this Buccaneers team being able to win a playoff game with the way they performed over the course of the last two weeks against the Saints and against uh, the Panthers. Lou jumped in the chat. He said nine yards. That's how close Rashad White was to a thousand yard season. And again, if I told you that Rashad White would have finished with 991 rushing yards back in week five, week six, uh, you all would have called me crazy. You would have told me that I was out of my mind because this is the worst rushing offense of all time, but they figured it out. They started to get it together and Rashad White started popping off. Um, Richard in the chat said would would have liked to see Evans get another touchdown to secure his NFL leading receiving touchdowns. He is still number one. I would have liked to have seen him get a uh, another touchdown to match his career high. I would have loved to have seen him get two over the course of the last two weeks, um, you know, to get a new career high, but it looks like he's still going to finish uh, with the most touchdown receptions of any player. Lou seven in the chat says on a scale of one to ten, he's a three. Uh, we got Danny in the chat saying he's a five. 
uh, Jay Jones says four slash five. I'm I'm assuming you mean like you're around a four or a five, not you're saying four out of five, which would be an eight out of 10, which would mean you are super confident. Richard says six against Philly, three against the Cowgirls. Um, Steven says, I'm seven of 10. We won five of six and the Eagles are banged up and have lost four of their last five. We have a better than decent chance in my opinion. All right. I, I like that optimism. We got Michael. He says three out of 10. Um, and we have Adol Villa says, I just like having competitive seasons. We give ourselves a chance, few more pieces in this core slash coaching staff has potential for a ring. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go quite that far, but they certainly do have potential, especially getting out from under the 80 plus million dollars in dead cap and actually getting to spend a little bit of money in the off season. Uh, a couple more quick ones destined for greatness has a six or a seven out of 10. Uh, Steven says nine out of 10. We only win one game. All right. Uh, I, I don't hate that, but I'm also going to say this, this same team went on quite a run after their, their first lackluster win over the Carolina Panthers. That was the game that it wasn't pretty at all. The weather was terrible. They had that monsoon in the first half. Baker's performance was bad. The defense, which allowed over 100 rushing yards against the Panthers again this Sunday, you know, couldn't stop the run. They gave up the lead. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a great performance earlier in the year against the Panthers. But then after that, everything seemed to click. The running game was on point. The defense clamped down. Baker got red hot. Can they do it again? I'm not really sure, but they might be catching the Eagles at the right time. And I am going to talk about that coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in developing quality hires versus their leading competitors. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick and easy post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. 
with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I want to jump in the chat again real quick. I saw a couple of, of pretty humorous uh, comments. Will the Brewer said, wow, good thing I had beer goggles on today because that ugly game still looked good for me. Absolutely. A win is a win is a win. And I've seen uh, Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse, uh, a couple of times in the chat say, just win, baby. And then Sean brought up a great point. He said, don't forget, Trey Palmer dropped a perfectly placed pass for Mayfield. Tough catch, but very catchable and would set up a touchdown or potentially set up a touchdown that would have set up a a first and goal situation and it was a very catchable ball now i did see trey palmer on the sidelines with it looked like he had an ice pack uh wrapped around on his ribs so i'm wondering palmer had a couple of of pretty rough drops in in this game i'm wondering if maybe he's dealing with a little bit of an injury and it kind of impaired his ability but if he wants to be the number three receiver for this team next year, he really has to step up and, and show out against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, LeDevin Green in the chat says, Moore is a better player. I do think that David Moore stepped up and played really well when he finally got the opportunity. I would have liked to have seen Moore uh, play as the number three receiver a little more often. I think that was one of my stash hits or trash hits or something um, a couple of weeks ago where I wanted to see more of David Moore in the offense. But let's take a look now at the Bucs getting to host the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round of the playoffs coming up next week. Now, the Bucs lost to the Eagles 25-11 to in week three earlier this season, and the game was closer than the score would indicate for much of the night. Remember, that was a primetime game, and the Bucs played them really tough. Uh, they picked off Jalen Hurts twice, but Baker had a rough game. 15 of 25 for 148, a touchdown and interception, and he was sacked twice. That said, this is not the same Eagles team that showed up in week three. They have lost five of their last six now after losing to the Giants on Sunday in a game that they had to win to win the division. In the process, A.J. Brown left with a knee injury. They already have Devonta Smith dealing with an injury. And Jalen Hurts' finger was moving in all kinds of directions that it shouldn't have been. The thing looked like a crazy straw. Marcus Mariota had to come in in relief of Jalen Hurts. So the Eagles have lost to the Niners and the Cowboys. Okay, fine, whatever. But then they lose to Seattle. They barely beat the Giants on Christmas. They lost to the Cardinals, and then they lost to the Giants. So they have now lost five of their last six and are allowing 29.8 points per game over the last six weeks. And that number was calculated when the Giants had scored 24 points. I, I last checked it in the third quarter. If the Giants ended up scoring more than that, that means that they've given up an average of over 30 points per game over the course of the last six weeks. But when I calculated it, it was 29.8 with the Giants having scored 24. The Bucs might actually be catching the Eagles at the perfect time to shock the world. My concern, first and foremost, is the health of Baker Mayfield. If the ribs and the ankle 
are bothering him. And he struggled like he did against Carolina. The Bucs are not winning that game. If Dave Canales continues to call plays like he did over the course of the last two weeks, the Bucs are not winning that game. If the offensive line can't tighten up, prevent running lanes from closing, or pressure to flood through the interior, the Bucs aren't winning that game. If the defense plays like it did this week or against Jacksonville or Green Bay, they're going to have a chance. But they allow DeAndre Swift to run wild like he did in week three or give up over 130 rushing yards like they did, like they did to the Panthers on Sunday. The Bucs aren't winning that game. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom on a podcast where everyone's excited that the Bucs are once again for the fourth year in a row going to the postseason and for the third year in a row have won the division. And by the way, for those that aren't on Twitter, Jason Light retweeted that video of Cam Jordan talking about the Bucs returning to where Tampa Bay has always been. Uh, A-plus troll job by the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What I am saying is that the Bucs have to wake up and get things straightened out, and they have a week to do it. If you really think about it, that's not a big ask of this football team. Truly, it's, it's not. Because we've seen them do it, and we've seen them do it this season. We have seen Baker Mayfield have clean pockets and throw absolute dimes. We have seen Dave Canales call an immaculate game. We have seen the Bucks' run game go absolutely bananas, and we've seen the defense shut down the opposing team's best players. On top of that, we have seen all of those things happen in the same game. This is a collision course of a team that has been good most of the year, but wildly inconsistent, and another team that has lost every sense of their identity and are drowning. They cannot find their way back to the surface, and someone just attached a 50-pound weight to their ankle. It's going to be really interesting to see exactly how banged up Philly truly is coming into next weekend and how quickly Baker Mayfield is able to bounce back from his injuries. I'm going to jump into the uh, chat one more time. Uh, Jay Jones' offense absolutely has to show up. There's no doubt about it. The Bucs are not beating the Eagles 9 to nothing. It won't happen. The Eagles are going to score theirs. But the Bucs' defense has been able to minimize the damage of opposing teams for the most part over the course of about the last month and a half. The Saints game was bad. There's, there's no way around it. But if the Jacksonville defense, the Green Bay defense, the Carolina defense shows up against Philly, you could hold them to 14. You could hold them to 13. And this Bucks offense can put up 20, 24, 28. They have the ability. We've seen it. But all of this stuff has to come together. We do have uh, realtor David Zeusman in the chat. Canales is absolutely the biggest liability on this team. I disagree. And here's why, David. Dave Canales is he's a rookie. You have to look at him in terms of how you would look at a rookie player. 
He's learning something completely different than what he is used to. And he's taking his lumps. He's making his mistakes. He's trying, he's trying things. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. A perfect example of this was while the offense was not great, Dave Canales on what I thought was the Bucks' best drive. They had run up the middle. It didn't work. Run up the middle. Didn't work. Tried to pass it deep. Didn't work. Tried to pass over the middle a couple of times. Baker threw some interceptable passes. All of a sudden, he starts bouncing these runs outside. He's got Rashad bouncing outside. He's got Chase Edmonds bouncing outside. And all of a sudden, first down, first down, first down. Then a gorgeous play-action bootleg finds Kate Otten, who does a little uh, little slip route, and boom, big chunk gain. Unfortunately, that drive died on a sack, and they had to settle for a McLaughlin field goal. But that is exactly what you want to see out of your offensive coordinator, especially a rookie offensive coordinator. Okay, this hasn't been working. This hasn't been working. The Panthers have done a really good job here. Let's let's pivot. Let's pivot to something else that looks like it could work, and it did, and he stuck with it, and it was it was a drive that should have ended in seven. Unfortunately, that interior pass rush, once again, got to Baker, killed the drive. They had to settle for a field goal. But we are going to hand out game balls for the victory over the Panthers. That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are currently opening as one and a half point home underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles with an over under of 45 and a half in the first round of the NFL playoffs. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and score this NFL postseason. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a live post-game reaction episode of Locked on Bucks. We are going to pass out game balls in just a second. I saw Steven in the chat. I do want to address this. If we lost a close, well-fought game against the Saints, would you still be as doom and gloom with the way this game played out today? Does one week really hold this much weight? Here's the thing. And again, I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom. I'm talking about the Buccaneers team that we've seen over the last two weeks and the Buccaneers team that we know that they're capable of being. So no, one week does not hold that much weight. And it depends on what kind of, of close, hard-fought loss they would have had. For the most part against the Saints, the whole team looked flat and incompetent. The problem is we've also seen the Bucks play that way throughout the season. So what I what I'm 
talking about when I when I talk about the reasons that they won't win the game against Philly is the the accumulation of the entire season where we've seen their worst, but that they could really shock some people when they play at their best. So it, it's about these things that have to be tightened up if the Bucks are going to win. Um, I'm not I'm not weighing it solely on the loss to the Saints, but given that this is back-to-back weeks that the offense has been pretty bad. Um, and, you know, the again, the defense stepped up. Defense was outstanding on Sunday against the Panthers. But at the same time, that's the Panthers' offense. They they haven't been really super impressive. I, I wanted to see a much more dominant victory out of the Bucs to really be confident heading into this weekend. And, and again, I'm not saying that the Bucs can't beat the Eagles, but if they play like they did the last two weeks, it's it's not going to be pretty. But let's hand out some game balls for uh, some great performances by the Buccaneers in a game that clinched the division and uh, sent them to the postseason. Game ball number one, Antoine Hemfield Jr. Are are we are we serious with this for the second time this season? Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to strip the ball from a receiver trying to dive past the goal line and take the ball away. Really? But he didn't make the Pro Bowl? How does that happen? On top of that, he also had five tackles and a sack. But he's not a Pro Bowler. No, no. He's just single-handedly influencing games while Buda Baker does... I don't know. I got nothing. If you know what Buda Baker does, drop it in the chat because this season he really hasn't done jack squat while Antoine Winfield Jr. has done everything. Game ball number two. You guys know how I like to do this. I like to give the top game ball to the top player and then the number two game ball goes to the top player on the other side of the ball and it's Chris Godwin. Seven targets, six receptions, 51 yards. He was the money down guy once again. They talked about it on the broadcast that Baker Mayfield said, when we have a pivotal down, when we have to move the sticks, Chris Godwin is my guy. Oh, and by the way, Chris Godwin over a thousand yards on the season. The Buccaneers with two receivers over a thousand yards this season game ball number three and i saw i saw this guy getting a little a little um a little bit of hate in in the live chat i'm giving game ball number three to carlton davis four tackles two pass breakups he had phenomenal coverage all day long yes he had not one but two passes that probably should have been intercepted the first one That would have been a a circus catch. The ball was way behind him. He was able to get his hand on it, tip it, couldn't bring it in. But Carlton Davis coming off the concussion, uh, I thought he was going to be on a a bit of a snap count. Instead, he played an absolutely fantastic football game. Game ball number four, Yaya Diaby. Six tackles, one sack. That was the most sacks this season by a rookie. Also, Most tackles for loss this season by a rookie. He has established himself as a full-time starter on this defense, and he and Kalijah Kansi had the best sack celebration 
of all time. If you haven't seen it, it's all over the Bucks socials. It's on the NFL socials. My son uh, on our way home from hockey said that he saw it on the NFL's TikTok account. It's all over the place. It's beautiful. Uh, I am giving out a bonus game ball before anybody rips my head off in the chat. Chase McLaughlin, Illinois legend, block eye behind me. You guys know how I be. 18 consecutive field goals made, and he tied a career long with a 57-yarder on Sunday. He accounted for 100% of the Buccaneers' points in a must-win game, came through absolutely clutch, and for those some of you may know, I'm guessing most of you don't, but Chase McLaughlin set a Buccaneers franchise record for field goal percentage this year, finishing with 93.5% of field goals made. Chase McLaughlin has been absolutely nails. And you know what? I'll throw this out there. Now that uh, Dallas's kicker decided to choke away his perfect year, I vote we put Chase McLaughlin in the Pro Bowl over him uh, because, as David said on uh, the Commanders subtext, uh, as a as a Commanders insider, you can pretty much guarantee Dallas is going to lose their first playoff game because that guy's going to miss a kick. So. I'm now campaigning for Chase McLaughlin to become an alternate and be the participant in the Pro Bowl as a kicker. Uh, really quick in the chat before we get out of here, um, a lot of people are excited uh, that I that I mentioned Chase McLaughlin. Uh, we got yeah, Danny in the chat says uh, no love for Chase. David Stacks said the same thing. Chase McLaughlin question mark. No, uh, I I was not going to uh, leave this podcast without giving him his flowers. Uh, Morpheus says Chase is the man. Uh, also says that Chase has ice water in his veins. Uh, Danny says a great signing for a light. I absolutely agree. Uh, Fire the Cannons says Jalen Hurts is nothing without A.J. Brown or Smith, meaning Devontae Smith. Uh, I did see Quez Watkins got a touchdown catch. They do still have, you know, a really good pass catching tight end. Their running backs can catch out of the backfield. I wouldn't say that he's nothing, but he is severely limited if A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are not on the field with him. Paul, uh, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse, says Winfield plus Mayfield equals Field of Dreams. I like that. Well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> we got we got Realtor David saying, I am at McLoving our kicker. And on that note, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. Make sure that you are coming back tomorrow. David is going to have plenty of reaction to this game. I, however, will be out of town taking my other son for a little birthday surprise to go see his beloved Boston Celtics play. It'll be his first NBA game. So really excited to go do that. But David will be here reacting to the game. And then I'll be back with Evan Klosky on Wednesday as uh, he looks ahead to the Buccaneers in the playoffs for the fourth straight year. In the meantime, of course, you can become a Locked on Bucks insider by going to jointsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks. 
Follow on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks. Check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding victory Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. want to thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank <laughs> you.